and all to the podcast tentatively titled Chill Bleed, Michael Reynolds' Auditory Horrorland. I am your first host, Dan. Uh, I'm your second host, I guess. I'm Giga. And that would make me your third host. My name's John. Uh, and we are gathered to talk about the 2001 classic Dreamcast survival horror comedy, Ill Bleed. Let's call it what it is. It's a masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a singular, uh, incredibly singular video game. Mm-hmm. Singular, um, singular is a good word for it. Um, survival horror is sort of an approximation of what it is. Yeah. Mechanically. But, re- but yeah. really, well, I was going to say, mechanically, this has just never been done before. I mean, there is... Yeah. We're really sense. There is third-person melee combat, a la, like, Silent Hill. That's... Although even that is done in a strange sort of... Yeah. area. That is sort of the extent to which mechanics in this game have ever been used before or after, to my knowledge. Everything else yeah. is... It's completely singular to this game. Yeah, it's it's more of a um, because like outside of the combat segments, it's more of a like like a traditional over the shoulder third person game. And then when you get into the combat segments, it becomes a fixed camera, yeah, uh, like tank controls type game. Um, or yeah, it turns I don't into know if it's tank controls, so, but yeah, it turns into kind of like Silent Hill for yeah briefly, and then it goes back to. I don't know. It's like a cross between Resident Evil and Pokemon Snap, almost. Yeah. You know? Oh, just a second. Oh. Sorry about that. Yeah. Okay, back now. Uh, anyway. Uh. Um, yeah, uh, I, I realized that the Halloween season was coming up. In fact, we're recording on September 29th. And one thing I try to do, like, every year is watch Super Great Friends Let's Play of Illbleed. Uh, and this year I thought, you know what, let's take it in a slightly different way. Why don't I make a podcast about it and find, like, some people who are real into Illbleed to do it with? Uh, yeah. It's not content if you're not making a podcast out about, about it, and, you know, what is mm-hmm. life if not content? Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, we... We are mainly experiencing this, and, like, that's how I originally experienced it, through the Let's Play by Super Great Friend. A uh, fantastic piece of art. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend you check it out yourself, watch along. Mm-hmm. It's an experience. It's a bit, it's a bit old, yeah. but I, I, I would say that it does keep up. I would say that it maybe gets a little more challenging when he gets to the second playthrough when there's just a bunch of people of varying mic qualities talking mm-hmm. over it. Yeah. That was but, that section is probably the worst decisions Super Friends ever made. But uh Yeah. Uh, quickly learned from. Although it the novelty of hearing him talk to other people is something. Yeah. It's uh, very strange, yeah. Uh, usually it's just solo. this voice that comes out of my computer. To my knowledge he has never done anything else where he has ever spoken with another live human being on um, but I also would I also would argue that the Super Hit Friend Let's Play remains the best way to experience Obleed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
Probably <laughs> superior to playing it on the Dreamcast. <laughs> Including playing the game. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, the game itself uh, came out in 2001 on the Dreamcast. Very late in, like, the Dreamcast life cycle. Uh, though, granted, that life cycle is two to three years. Yeah, but uh, Crazy Games got two games out. Yeah. And, well, Crazy Games and Climax Graphics. Yeah. Uh, Climax Graphics later renamed to Crazy Games. Uh, in uh, in uh, in America, it was released after the Dreamcast had been officially discontinued. Like the, uh, the month, the Dreamcast was discontinued in March two thousand one. It was released in April two thousand one in America. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's white. It, the Dreamcast has a weirdly like diverse. Uh, library of games. Yeah. Like, yeah. kind of most games for the Dreamcast are somewhat outstanding in their own way, even if it's not in a good way. Um, it was a very... It was, like, right at the start of a very experimental period in, like, video games. Uh, there were a lot of technological changes that had just happened in games, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it was also a system made by a failing company that was desperately trying to make something successful and it's uh i think the desperation is partially manifests itself in just taking a shitload of crazy chances yeah i'm i'm honestly kind of happy with the way that sega left the console market just taking as many of the strangest wildest risks that you possibly can yeah uh not great business uh uh advice but uh definitely a way to leave a footprint on the uh, cultural history of video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, a weird, weird footprint. Yeah. Uh, let's, so, I guess we can just, like, sort of get into it. With the uh, first sort of... With the introduction... Oh, whoops. Uh, accidentally opened something. Uh, with sort of the introduction and the first level... Of of ill bleed, the home run of death. Yeah. So in our opening, we have our main character, our heroine, Erico Christie, uh, giving her speech at the 18th annual high school speech competition. Um, she's an orator. Yes, she has purple hair and wears a purple shirt and a white skirt, and uh, she's. She's voiced by Lonnie Manella doing the most Lonnie Manella voice that she has. Uh, <laughs> Lonnie Manella voicing two of this game's main characters. Yeah. Doing voices that are different levels of Lonnie Manella. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, basic, Erico just basically sounds like Nancy Drew. Yeah. Um, she is Nancy Drew, effectively. She- yeah, she's basically Nancy Drew. If Nancy Drew grew up in a traveling caravan where her father tried to scare her constantly. Yeah. Um, I, that's another... But also... Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but it was also extremely well-adjusted despite it. That's that's an interesting thing. For me. So, the background to Erico, which is not a reveal or anything, it's just given... Uh-uh. I mean, there is reveal later, but this aspect is just given... At the start of the game, <laughs> is that she had a crazy horror addict father 
who exposed her from an early age constantly and randomly with horror such that she is inured to fear. Which is yeah. interesting because this is one for the film heads out there, but that's basically the backstory of the serial killer from Keeping Tom, the 1960 hmm. uh, uh, Michael Powell classic uh, serial killer movie Keeping Tom. Uh, spoilers for Keeping Tom. Uh, hmm. And I just, it's such an odd connection between two otherwise completely disparate pieces of media. Yeah, see, I'm not the head of the Horror Research Club, uh, so I wouldn't know that. But Erica probably would. She's the head of the Horror uh, yeah. Research Club. For some reason. Like, she seems to have a general distaste for horror. That's the strange uh, thing, she... is that she... <laughs> she does not ever really express a fondness for the genre. Yeah. She can stand up really quickly. But yes, that... which makes her the only speedrunning viable character in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she does, like, mention in her speech that, like, like, spooky stuff is, like, sort of appealing to her, like, mm. like, she talks about, like, taking baths in watercolored red, at least that's what I think she meant, and, like, having, like, Halloween pillows and stuff, uh, and she, like, finishes off this, like, speech by saying she wants to major in child psychology. Which, oh, I mean, fair. Yeah. Um, it's kind of weird because she's like both embodies the kind of last girl trope in in your slasher fic, but she's also just very into horror. <laughs> it, like it, like she's she's weird. Yeah, Erica's it, weird. <laughs> it, it's an unusual combination. I, I would say um, I would say it's possible, like possible that it, that this movie and her characterization was influenced by Scream from 1996. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does feel and very Scream. It certainly got the like self-aware horror sensibility. That's 100% there. And of course, the idea of characters in a horror film or game talking about the tropes and structure of a horror game is present there. Erica was a very odd character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, one of the... One... One of the, I think, the thing that draws me to this game, and I think uh, it's a sticking point for a lot of people, is that there is information on its development, and anybody who made it is is relatively difficult to come by. Uh, So it's kind of this this mystery. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, like, the, like, big mind behind it. uh, Did I write his name down? I... I should have. Uh, well, he like passed away in two thousand four. Uh, that's uh, the director was Tetsuro Sugimori. Yes, Tetsuro and Sugimori. Shinya Nishigaka was the producer and writer. I don't know. I don't remember which one made Blue Stand. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, I think like the easiest to contact overall is probably uh, Jorg. Uh, is it Jorg? something little uh let me check uh but like we'll get to his his role in the game later but like he did like talk recently about like his part in the development of ill bleed and like uh 
and his very existence explain why 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 character named that. Yeah. Well, there's a character named Zorg. It's so very rare for a game to have characters, major characters named both Eriko and Jorg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, while while we're on the subject of characters, we should probably introduce the cast of characters yeah. that makes up. So, uh, we have my favorite, uh, Randy Fairbanks, who Randy is Fairbanks. Brock. Yeah. Uh, who's who's Brock, but also a jock. Yeah. He's Brock Jock. Uh, he looks like Brock from Pokemon. Uh, he looks exactly he's like, like Brock from Pokemon. <laughs> he's got Brock. Hi, energy. dude! <laughs> and he tends to make, like, weird noises. <laughs> like, when he gets excited in the opening cutscene, he just goes, woof, woof. Yeah. <laughs> he talks a little bit like a surfer sometimes. Mm-hmm. It seemed a little to me like the VA is confused as to sort of what high school stereotype he's intending to do. Right. Yeah, but, you know... Out of confusion comes the greatest creativity sometimes. Yes. Uh, there's Kevin Kurtzman, who's voiced by uh, Ryan Drummond, voice, at then voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, I, from what I remember, like, there is like a little bit of a blurb of him, like an instruction manual or something of him being like also kind of into horror, but not really liking like, uh, splatter films or something. Slasher. Like he doesn't like slasher movies. Yeah, slasher films. Kevin is an exceedingly normal human yeah. being. There is... Uh, Ke- he- Kevin is the character that, when I watch this LP, I usually forget is in the game. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty forgettable. Uh, there is one notable thing about him, which is... There is a piece of promotional art of him shooting a gun at a toilet. Uh, oh, that's pretty... Okay, I can relate to him now. Uh, and our last, uh, of the initial four characters is Michelle Waters. Who We love Michelle here. Yeah. Michelle's an aspiring psychic. Uh, if Erica weren't in the game, she would be the best character. Uh. Yeah. I, I, I still like Michelle a lot. Mm-hmm. Her name is spelled M-I-C-H-E-L, which is inspired. Uh. Yeah. At least I... I haven't seen Michelle spelled that way in a while. Yeah. Um, and she's kind of just a spooky girl. Mm-hmm. She's got green hair. She wears a turtleneck. Yeah. Uh. She got the tickets to Illbleed. Yeah, she she is the one who got the tickets to Illbleed, which she yeah in this like right after the speech she like she and all the other friends like meet up. She says she got them in a Pepco commercial or promotion. Like, I I think it's some sort of. I assume it's the uh, company I mean, that produces Pep- Hassie. Uh, yeah, I think Pepco is like associated with Illbleed. Yeah, uh, we should mention that Illbleed is a horror theme park. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, uh, that's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, once you get it, it, it kind of seems that way from the outside. Once you get into it, it's not really a theme park. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it's, it's Michael Reynolds' Horror Land Illbleed, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of the framing story. Mm-hmm. To, it's a hub level. It's a hub world, and it's like a vague... Well, I mean, let's be honest, it is a vague framing story that allows them to parody different genres and settings of horror films. Mm-hmm. Oh, forgive me. It's Michael Reynolds' Virtual Horror Land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, like, there's, like, a big sign outside that says it. Uh, 
Uh, so it's so is it real? Virtual? Hmm. We see animatronics. It's uncertain. <laughs> it's liminal. Were they I'm, virtual um, animatronics? Michael Reynolds' liminal horror land build lead. <laughs> uh, yeah, the... I I guess, like... I mean, it is in a video game, so technically it is a virtual it's horror land. Virtual That's reference. true. Yes. Uh... But also, all of the tickets have their names on it. Yeah, or maybe they all four of them just have Erica's name on it. No, uh, no I think I looked at them. They do have like each. Oh yeah, they names. do. That's a that's very inefficient use of texture space. Yeah, I assume like maybe that. I assume in character because she got in a in a promotion. Maybe she like put in all their names so she could get it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but they're excited mm-hmm. because. Uh, when you, the thing about Elbleed is that if you stay a, an entire night there, then you get a million dollars. Yeah. One hundred million. One hundred million dollars, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, it is worth noting, something I noticed at this, I saw it was worth noting, writing down at this part of the cutscene, is like, uh, because of like technical limitations and, the way the nature of this game, characters don't really have lip flaps. No, they're all like no. gesticulating puppets. Yeah, uh, I actually find that somewhat charming. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah, they're like yeah. I mean, that's still something that you know. That's Dark Souls, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I find that somewhat charming in its own way. Yeah, just ki- kind of like how. It's, yeah, it, it, it's kind of like how I find the faces in, in Siren fairly charming, even though some people are put by them, I find them to be really cool. Honestly, what uh, it reminds me of more than anything else is the Sonic Adventure games. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, very much so. It's it, it just yeah. like lip flaps weren't something that were super in games at this point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I uh, think Eggman has lip flaps, and I, th- I think in cutscenes Sonic has lip flaps yeah. in those games. Yeah. But it is otherwise, it is mostly just gesticulation. And also, the lip flaps look terrible. Oh yeah, yes, they're they're horrifying. Uh, um, so, uh, Erico declines to go with them, but uh, so uh, Erico declines. The rest of them go, and then we find out a few days later they never came back. Oh no! So Erico goes in. Uh, I like Erico is a very bad friend. Mm-hmm. I feel like one day later you might want to ask questions. Uh, yeah, but yeah, uh, she goes to the ticket booth, uh, and the guy running it seems to be this big lumberjack dude who yeah. doesn't seem to. He seems to sort of just mutter, and everything is told through subtitles. Which I, I really like that we can understand him, but she can't. Uh. Yeah. And at this point, uh, we get like the start of the gameplay. Uh. It doesn't, but it like, it's so funny because it doesn't matter that Erico can't understand the directions. That he, so he gives her directions mm-hmm. and Erico can't understand them, but we can and we are controlling Erico. Yeah. So, so. we can, we can ha- just have her go there for us. Uh, yeah, uh, so the sort of hub world, it's like, it's Illbleed, it's, so there's the, uh, the sort of intro area has, like, 
shops around, like, the, uh, the sort of general shop, uh, a medical wing, uh... An emergency room, Yeah, please. emergency room. Uh... And the giant graveyard. Yeah, and the graveyard, uh, allegedly containing the, uh, souls of everyone who died in Illbleed. Uh, the graveyard's also the tutorial area. Mm-hmm. Uh... I guess this would be a good point to, like, explain the sort of basics of the gameplay. Oh boy, how, how, <laughs> it's so hard to describe. I know, this is the part of this I've honestly been least looking forward to, is trying to explain how this... I'll, I'll try... Because, like, I, yeah. despite watching this Let's Play, like, three times now, I'm not sure I understand how Hellblade works. In, in... In as concise as possible, I would say it is a game. This is not the specifics, but this is the general. It is a walking simulator uh, where you will occasionally encounter traps uh, and must use Pokemon Snap like gadgets to deactivate these traps and. Then in between that, there is some sort of Silent Hill-esque combat. And, like, not exactly platforming, but some running around. Yeah. Yeah, you can jump. Yes. You can jump in this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some very light, clunky platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, how you detect these traps, you might ask. And... Uh, you're like, well, um, I can't see, hear, smell, or sixth sense traps in my direction because it's a video game, and I'm, I'm, it's just on a screen, I can't smell this game. I wouldn't want to smell this game. Um, but don't worry, Erica will do that for you, because up in the top, you basically get, like, an EKG, uh, running across the top of the screen, and that's subdivided into sections sight, hearing, smell, and sixth sense. I like the sight meter the most because it's the one sense that you actually do get in video games. Uh, but <laughs> it still has to tell you. Um, and what all these are is effectively warnings for, for traps that are up ahead. Um, as, as you get closer to the trap, you like parts of the, the EKG will slowly, will, 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 like, grow more and more upset. And by that, I mean that there's a texture of, like, a distressed EKG monitor, and it will slowly get bigger. <laughs> um. Uh, so, yeah, you, you, like, uh, once these, like, things set off, you can, like, use, you can go into first person with the horror monitor and just, like, find the traps, detect them, deactivate them. Uh, doing so costs, like, Adrenaline, which is represented by a brain. You get adrenaline very... back by, like, collecting the little orbs that come when you disable the traps. Mm -hmm. uh, other stats are uh, hit points, self-explanatory. Uh, your pulse and your bleeding. Uh, the way pulse works is, since these are all scary traps, when you run into one, uh, your pulse goes up and your heart starts beating faster. And if your heart starts beating fast enough, you die. Uh, Erico is 
surprisingly at risk for a heart attack, given that she is 18. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but she's, you know, she's... And also supposedly inured to all fear. Yeah. She's really, she's gotten a lot of cholesterol. <laughs> uh, and so also, I, I should mention that you might think that the sight, hearing, and smell and sixth sense uh, meters uh, all do something different or have a different purpose. Uh, that's actually wrong. Only two of them do. Well, actually, it's only two categories. Sight, hearing, and smell are all just, there's a trap ahead. So they really could all be just one meter. I I don't know why they're different. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sixth Sense tells you that there's going to be a combat encounter. Right. Or if there's an item nearby. Yes. Uh, and this business with the deactivating the traps sort of brings us to what I think is the most fundamental problem in Ill the game. Mm-hmm. Which is that the thing that is most fun and creative about the game yeah. is seeing all the horror... Because all the traps, they're, they're definitely called, I think, shock events or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's been just a, a variety of different spooky or scary things. Like in this level, we get um, a haunted TV screen that will show up and display something frightening. Um, later on, we get get a cake, uh, an evil cake. Uh, oh, yeah. There's the some great, great creative stuff. And most of the humor and appeal in this game is watching that stuff. Mm-hmm. But to play the game, you have to avoid that stuff. And that's yeah. prob- why actually playing the game is one of the least fun ways to experience ill bleed, because the act of completing games to try to avoid the things that make the game fun. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's an issue that a lot of um, a lot of these type like uh, games around this time ran into, especially horror games, is that you're playing to see the horror stuff, but if you play well, the horror stuff doesn't happen. It's a pretty, I mean, that's a pretty common like mistake in uh, like a surprisingly common mistake in games is that the entire selling point of the game uh, is usually only comes to pass if you are playing badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we, and it, it's so easy to get it around, but it's not... Uh, it, it's surprising how many games sort of uh, uh, are... I, I'm struggling, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I say how many games. I'm struggling to think of the example off the top of my head. For some but, reason, I'm uh, thinking of, like, The Sims, Gregory Horror Show... Uh, yeah. And admittedly, the second one I'm just thinking of, because we're talking about horror stuff and Super Great Friend, and you recently played through that. Uh, yeah. It's also, I think, worth mentioning that 3D survival horror, as it is just sort of kind of been codified, was still relatively young. Alone in the Dark was 92. Resident Evil was 96. This is 2001. This is... Something. I mean, it was not that it was a young genre exactly, but this was trying to experiment with something that was sort of still in a genre that was still being developed and refined in the non-experimental sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and so I, I think all developers around that time were sort of 
trying to struggle with, like, what is what is the extent of interactivity in these games, for example? Like, well, how, yeah. To what extent are they interactive? To what extent are they um, on-rails, you know, on-rails on uh, theme lines, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also sort of kind like, of trying to be both. Like, when there's bad ends in a visual novel, like, a lot of the times, you want to see those, but you're also... I mean, I guess with visual novels it works better because you're not really... You're kind of making choices arbitrarily. Yeah. And yeah. some of them lead down better paths than others. Yeah. In Illbleed, if you are playing well as the game instructs you to play, you will miss most of the content in Illbleed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's this sort of self-defeating premise. Yeah. It's worth noting that, like, Super Grave Friend tries to, like, super circumvent this by... Introducing like these like extra clips he called like the horror cam or something like that. Yeah, the horror cam. Horror cam. And so like when when he bypasses a trap, um, you'll just get. Oh, that's a game that I'm thinking of. Night Trap. Oh, Night Trap yeah. is very much a game that if you play it correctly, you see none of the content because you're constantly flipping back and forth between screens. A lot it's of not the, the spectacle. A lot yeah. of the old FMD games had that problem, where if you did it ostensibly correctly, you would not see... I mean, um... Uh, what's it? Dragon's, uh, Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Yes, uh, exactly. Dra the, yes, that's yeah. a good example, too. Uh, like... The, um, yeah, like, trying to do it well is such an arduous task of, like, trying to hit these very limited QTE prompts, and, like, even, like, the stuff that should be fun is just really annoying. Mm -hmm. uh, or I want to be the guy, except I want to be the guy that's kind of the point of the game. Yeah. Where it's like, you're going to see all this content, <laughs> and you have to learn to get around it. Yeah. I, I guess I want to be the guy's kind of a send-up of the problem that yeah. Illbleed has. In Illbleed, to me, it's just... And unfortunately, like, the, 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 the plot and the stuff, there's, there's cutscenes, those are funny, so you will still see those. But I, in, in terms of playing... <laughs> Quote unquote, well played Illbleed, I would honestly just describe it as tedious. It's yeah. slowly walking around, pressing a button to deactivate a trap, repeat until there is a, a clunky combat scene. Yeah, like if you're playing Illbleed well, it would basically be just kind of a boring game up until Toy Hunter, and then it gets really, really weird out of nowhere, and then it goes <laughs> back to. No, then it just keeps getting weird. Toy Hunter uh, is the. In my, I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that, personally, I think, like, the turning point is, like, uh, the killer department store, but we'll get to that in a couple episodes. Killer department store is also very wild, yeah. yeah. I guess that you can't really about, avoid the hell cake. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. That is something about Illbeat. I think it actually starts somewhat slowly. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I think it, I think, I think the, that's, the like, the strength, though. I agree. I agree. I but but I think for a, a, a new player, I, I think it might it might lead people being turned off early because I do think it really mm -hmm. builds up to the the good stuff. In all yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a game that feels like it was made for people to watch someone else play uh, several decades later. Yes, mm -hmm. which games uh, are made like that now? You know, it, it has. Yeah, which is so funny because so many games now are made for Twitch players to react to them 
Yeah, uh, and I think that the, the the beauty in Elbleed is that it had no idea that it would be so entertaining to wa- be watched played. Yeah, like it's just a fairly incompetently made game, but just competent enough. It's kind of like a B movie. It's a B game. Yeah, you know? that's that's honestly kind of the point of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, uh, at, so outside the graveyard, uh, we have the level select, which is a bunch of theaters. Um, only one of the theaters is open when, when Erica first visits Illbleed, and that is Home Run of Death. Mm-hmm. Uh, minimum and prize? The theater itself is named Minnesota Hell Cinema. Oh, I do. Yeah, how do you... How do you feel about Minnesota Hell Cinema? I think it is the most amazing <laughs> it's, combination yeah. of words. It's a it's a synecdoche for the kind of tone of this game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, there it like display like Giga was saying. It sort of displays a minimum prize. That's not really how it actually works. It's uh, no, no, not at all. No connection. <laughs> Yeah. Uh so we get the opening narration to the home run of death. Uh there was this so in short there was this uh hotel Oh, do you want I could read it. Oh, yes, please. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to try to do this justice, but it's kind of like a Rod Serling voice. Mm-hmm. The narrator in this game is one of my favorite <laughs> things about this game. I love the rapid pace with which he says absolute batshit things. Yes. Uh, his completely dry, deadpan tone is amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing performance. The name Jimmy Banballo. <laughs> this man says okay. that about five... Yeah. You play a sport, a game, knowing full well that you're going to either win or lose. You never expected to die before your dreams come true. Neither did Jimmy or his father, Gale Bandalo, a Minnesota innkeeper. He set up a secret baseball practice arena in the basement of his inn, where he and his son practiced day after day. Jimmy's hard work and batting skills finally led his team to state victory. It started out a crisp spring day, but before Jimmy could go outside to play, he and his dad went downstairs to bat the ball around. Sorry. He and his dad went downstairs to bat the ball around a few times. Upstairs, some teenagers had been playing the fire. <laughs> I don't think he reads it like that, but that's what it says. Upstairs, some teenagers had been playing the fire, turning the inn into a raging blaze that was soon out of control. The inn was a total loss, and so was Jimmy, burned in minutes. Mr. Banbella was so badly maimed, he turned into a hideous monster, oozing and bleeding, snarling and growling like a beast, enraged and bent on revenge. He tracked down the kids responsible for the fire and killed them one by one. And here's four sla- four dashes with a blowtorch. That wasn't enough for Banbalo. He won't leave his inn or his memories. So there he waits in ambush. I, <laughs> I wanna, I wanna see Michael Reynolds' home run of death. <laughs> Boy, do I too! It sounds like a great movie. 
<laughs> this is one of those things in Overlead where I I usually try to assume that when things are stupid in this game, they are generally intentionally stupid. They are because this does strike me as a love of dumb B movies. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. idea of an underground indoor secret baseball arena. Just the idea yeah. of playing baseball indoors and underground is yeah. one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Yeah. I feel like this is kind of a uh, a ghost stories situation where it's like even if the uh uh even if like the people who created it weren't aware of how stupid it is, the localization team definitely is. Certainly. Honestly, a lot in this game reminds me of ghost stories. I'm so glad you mentioned ghost stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but yeah. I definitely do think that a lot of it is is very much intentional. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but here we have. Yeah. Um, we'll get to Toy Hunter, and it it becomes hard to deny that it's being done on purpose when you get there. Toy Hunter. What when I first watched it was when I realized that it was that, which is I think that's <laughs> you said earlier that that's that you know the game kind of being backpacked with its best content is one of its strengths, and I agree with you. And I feel that that's the ultimate example of it. It is when you it is a shaggy dog story in some ways, because Toy Story Hunter is the is the excuse me, not Toy Story, that would be crazy. Toy Hunter yeah. is the I don't know where that came from. Toy Hunter No connection is, to the Toy Story at all. Is the second to last level. And it is a bit like a shaggy dog story in that you play this game full of baffling, stupid, inane, incomprehensible decisions and story twists, and then Toy Hunter happens, and that's just like the that's the, Toy Hunter is the the aristocrats yeah. of <laughs> of Ilbury. It's a game within a game. It's it's yeah. It, it contextualizes the entire game after it in, in an interesting way. But we'll we'll get there when we get there, yeah. I guess. But uh, here we have an sort of American Gothic kind of story. It's, yes. you know, good old Minnesota, which is the only two, in the theater name is the only time that's used, but I assume this is Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, you know, middle America, good old fashioned values turned wrong. Which is weird, because I feel like if any, uh, uh, more than anything, this one uh, draws on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. yeah. as, as its main inspiration. Um but, you know, I guess Minnesota Chainsaw Massacre Band Bellow Edition works as well. Yeah. Uh, let's see. At, after the excellent opening narration, uh, you're given the sort of objective of the level. Uh, you must calm down Mr. Band Bellow and seek out memories of his son. Memories of Jimmy is key to the mission. Uh... uh also like at this point super great friend decides to like show off like a demonstration run like if you never played if this was your first time playing ill bleed and you just went into the first level this is what would happen which is just running into all the traps until you get a game over very quickly yes Mm -hmm. it's also worth pointing out and I don't think it's fairly a horror monitor is the device that allows you to go into first person mode, tag and deactivate the traps and regain adrenaline. It's mm-hmm. critical for the gameplay. 
I want to, and it's kind of hard to believe, you have to find it in the level. Yeah, it's very, it, it, yeah. it's very out of the way in the first level. Like, it, it, and the game does not make you aware that you need the horror monitor. Yeah, I think... No, there's no character at the start that says, by the way, Erica, make sure you find the horror monitor to deactivate these traps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, the very first trap you have to go through, like, mm-hmm. you, you, like, what... Erica always gets hit on the head with that board. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think, like, that, uh, it's also worth pointing out, uh, one little thing in this game, which is Hassi. Uh, Hassi. It's a, it is a non-discrepant soft drink, some sort of soda, might be a cola, might be a lemon lime, might be an energy drink, yeah. but it is the, I've always pictured tissue. it, I've always pictured Hassi as Sprite, yeah. like, as a clear yeah, soda, I'm not sure why. The label looks kind of like a Sprite can almost. Uh, it is the connective tissue between uh between the games of of climax graphics slash uh um slash crazy games. Well, that's right because it's in Blue Stinger yeah. too, isn't it? Yes, and it also appears in uh uh oh it and in, in uh it in read only memories. Yeah, uh, like later, many years later, read only memories and Valhalla would use like Cassius like this sort of. Easter egg item, well, as a sort of referential item, not really an Easter egg. Yeah, it's right in it's front and center. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's see. We get our first lore document, and I decided to like screen cap all the lore documents. Uh, first up are some newspaper clippings. <clears throat> okay. Youngsters, come join us. Chateau Banbello opens today. Youth Hostel Chateau Banbello open today. A place where the young can gather. Owner Mr. Banbello says with enthusiasm, "I want the chateau to be a utopia for teenagers." The hostel, an excellent leisure facility, surrounded by nature, has an excellent leisure facility. Great, great stuff. Real great, great stuff. Fantastic. Uh, next one. This is we- one of the. This is one of those games where. The text documents were translated were translated by different people than who translated the cutscene content. Yeah, was- absolutely. It, 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 yeah, it, it's very much like copy pasted with not a lot of quality control. The um, I feel like uh, there's also a few traps that are very fun that I'd like to cover. Oh yes, uh, yeah. So my favorite one is some one that comes back a few times. Like the troll, the traps sometimes are unique, and sometimes they're uh, they they're, uh, they repeat themselves. One of my favorites that comes back in this level is is you go up to a shower stall, and there's a guy sitting in a puddle of blood in the shower stall, and then he starts like shaking around, and his head explodes, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Hmm. Uh, immediately after you find the first newspaper clipping, there's another one here that says, mm-hmm. Fire at Chateau Banbellow claims the life of owner and son. Fire broke out last night in the annex of Chateau Banbellow. Jimmy, 8, son of Mr. Banbellow, 41, died of severe burns. Improper use of fireworks by guests allegedly caused the fire. Uh, 
Ain't that always how it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you are right here where, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre seems to be the base inspiration, but it's, it's, a, and it's a lot of the American slash movie thing, in that it's like, I mean, essentially it's tragic backstory man versus teenagers, right? That's, right. That's, mm-hmm. that's the formula for all those films. And the placing of it in Minnesota for some reason, I'm not sure where the word chateau figures out in the middle American, uh, milieu, but it, it, it it's, it's one we of those, know fur traders. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it, that's that's the that's the genre world, and it's a pretty funny execution of that genre. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it just gets weirder mm-hmm. uh, as as we learn more and more about about Mr. Bambalo. Well, it just uh, keeps piling on unnecessary weird details, mm-hmm. like everything about every. It's funny because it's like. Usually in a horror film, right, of this ilk, usually in a slasher film, you have, you start with the teens, right, then the threats that come to them, the slashing, the killer, maybe it, maybe there's an urban legend about him, maybe not, but he manifests himself. Mm-hmm. And then as, as he kills people, gradually you learn who he is and what his backstory is. That's, um, with the Michael Myers, that takes place across several different movies. You find out what it's actually, mm-hmm. you know. So, but usually that's the thing. It's like in in the third, late second, or third act of these films, you find out, oh, that's why Freddy's like this. That's well, not yeah. Freddy, but that's why Jason's like this. Um, but in this one, you just find out in the first five minutes of the level. Yeah, this is who this killer is. And I mean, you find out. Did. You find out why he's like that before you find who yeah. the killer is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it just tells you. Everything about it, and so it's like there's nothing to reveal mm-hmm. after because, no. because they've they've blown their load, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so the rest of the level is just finding sort of baffling things about this man. Uh, just yeah, you could a say a lot of he's, crazy stuff. You could say that it's a bit batty. Yeah. Oh, I get it, because. Lonnie Manelli plays Rich the Bat. Yeah, yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, let's see. I'm trying to. So there's a few genres of um of trap and I'll bleed. Uh, those are t- those are uh something turns into a face. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood comes out of something. Yes. Slime comes out of something. Gas comes out of something. Hands. Uh, things exploding, things falling on you. Um, honestly, the blood come comes out of something. Um, uh, genre of trap always makes me think of Sonic.exe. Oh right. Oh yeah. And the realistic blood that pours out of the game, or whatever, or pouring out of Sonic's eyes. Yeah. There's a lot of that kind of thing. In blood the- comes out of a lot of stuff in Illbleed. If there's something that blood can come out of, you bet your bottom dollar that blood will come out of it. Well, Shower heads, sinks. More often, if there's something blood can't come out of, or yeah. <laughs> something blood will come out of it. Mm-hmm. Also, eyes on things that should not yes. have eyes. Yeah, uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, so, I. I believe uh, around this time we get the first combat encounter. We sort of explained the basics of combat earlier, but there is one other thing yes. to note, which is... We get we get to meet our first enemy. Yeah, our first enemy is a big meat man. 
He's got chainsaws for arms, I think. I assume lore-wise, this is like some corpse that that was. Yeah, a burned guy. Yeah. Uh, you. But I mean, mo- I mean, late. I don't know if you need to uh, an explanation because later there's oh, just crash test on right. this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see, but, the, yeah, the crash test that's... dummies are the mascots of Illbleed. They got to be everywhere. Yes. That's kind of where, yeah. That's kind of uh, what, like, you you kind of think that it's going. Oh, you, oh, I can make sense of this, and then it, no, it's much stupider. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, also mechanically, there is one thing, which is, uh, there's like this sort of helicopter pad where if you stand yes. at it long enough, I think maybe you hold down a button or something, you can like call a rescue helicopter. Uh, for many, you have to stand in a certain area of the fight. Yeah, it's got like a little helipad symbol. Uh, and like when you're there, like if you're there long enough, the helicopter will come and you can escape the the uh, combat encounter, which is kind of mandatory for the first one because you can't uh, you can't he- heal up for that one, or you can't mm-hmm. fight for that one. Oh. Yeah, Speaking. seemingly paradoxically, after the first combat ca- encounter is where you get your first bat. I yeah. guess it serves to show that the the objective is to get to the helipad. Mm-hmm. But um, d- also, don't worry about why is there a helicopter? Does the he- do you get on the helicopter? Don't don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, directly after the first encounter with Meat Man, uh, you go. Is it unless there's something I'm missing? You go out and actually get the weapon. Yeah, the weapon is and a bat. Uh, a bat, and when Eriko picks up the bat, she gets shocked by it, and then you see the bat, and a face extrudes out of it, and goes, "Hey, Jimmy, get to the practice field now!" And then it turns to you and says, "Wait, you're not Jimmy!" And then it goes back to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um. So, never commented upon again. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that, that's just the power of Michael Reynolds' animatronics. Uh, they, so, uh, let's see. I, I'm gonna read another newspaper clipping. Uh, mass homicide at Chateau Banbello. Owner, Mr. Uh, he sure did, though. Mm-hmm. Owner, Mr. Banbello mysteriously disappeared. Mercilessly murdered bodies were found at the Chateau Banbello. Burned. All identified as young guests. Mr. Banbello, the hotel owner, is missing. Details are still under investigation. Mr. Banbello's diary was found at the site. Hatred directed towards towards the guest who caused the fire filled the pages. The state police are searching for their suspect, Mr. Banbello. Which is also a hint at a later thing you'll have to find, which is his diary. Uh... Elsewhere, let me check. So, um, I should mention the save points in this game take yeah. the form of dummy man photo booths. Yeah. Nothing really to say about that, just an interesting fact. Yeah, they're, they're photo booths because it's an amusement park. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Erico picks up the second memory, which is the testimonial. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, just a sort of testimonial saying that, uh, showing that Jimmy won the 
Child Baseball League State Championship. Yeah, it says certificate. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- she also goes through the kitchen where she can be attacked by a pig carcass mm-hmm. uh, that has teeth. I don't know. Yeah, and not long after that, we get perhaps the most one of the most iconic traps in the game. Well, disabled traps. Fall down, fall down bear. bear. Yeah. <laughs> we love fall down bear. Fall, fall down, down bear. bear is a cartoon about a bear who falls down. Mm-hmm. And gets a nosebleed. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty good to me. Yeah. Um, uh, it just it, It's very shitty and we like it. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah. Uh, at around this point we get Ban Bello, Diary Number One. X month, X day, hotel business is on track. Had intensive battling exercise with Jimmy in the basement again. Batting style seems improved. Chin still goes up when he swings. We'll practice again tomorrow. We'll try a thousand swings. X month, X day. Chin did not go up today. Good job, Jimmy. That's the swing. Minnesota Kids Links finals tomorrow. Eat protein-rich food tonight. You'll need a lot of energy. Papa will get up at four tomorrow to make you a special, <laughs> to make a special, make a special drink, drink for, you. for you. Do your best. Jimmy. I love when my papa gets up at four to make a special drink for me. <laughs> what the fuck, <laughs> Mister Bambala? This, I mean, I know you're not a great dad. What the hell? Is, what 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 kind of drink is so special? I, I think it's a protein shake that he put raw eggs in. It's soylent, Jimmy. Maybe there's some steroids in there. Who knows? Uh, yeah. X month, X day. We won the championship. It works. Jimmy hit the winning homer. He is the MVP. Congratulations, Jimmy. I can't help shedding my tears of joy. I'll confirm all interests in the restaurant. Guests may ask, Mr. Banbello, who's that? Ah, that's Jimmy. He was chosen MVP in the boys' league. It's a thrill just to think about it. I shall treat the guests to bar- with barbecue tonight. X month, X day. Who do you think the home run king is this year? It's Jimmy. All because you endured my hard training. You've done well, Jimmy. Your trophy is magnificent. Let's place it in our bedroom <laughs> so we can see it every day. Jimmy, keep hitting and fill this chateau with your records and trophies. Let's go, Jimmy! I like that he owns an entire hotel, but his son can't have his own room. <laughs> I mean, I guess I guess that's not the kind of guy that Mr. Bambalo is, Mis- uh, from what we learned about yeah. him. But, uh... <laughs> yeah. Mr. We can look at that trophy every day. Mr. Bambalo w- wishes he was a baseball player, but instead he runs a hotel. Yeah. That's not usually one you see. It, it, usually, uh, you usually get, like, dads, football dads living vicariously through their sons, baseball dads living vicariously through their sons. I mean, not usually portrayed in media, but, but, you know, they exist. Yeah. And please don't forget about them. They're, they're a very underrepresented group. <laughs> uh, and also, you find this in, like, the bedroom. You can, like, collect the trophy. That's another memory of Jimmy. And, mm-hmm. like it mentioned, the uh, testimonial from before. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy's, uh, Jimmy's trophy is just a V with a baseball in it. <laughs> I don't... I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
then we get newspaper clipping number four. Uh oh, actually, I th- no. We get the diary. Yeah, first. we get the second diary entry. X month, X day. Oh, Jimmy, you are now gone. Oh, damn! Hey, that's just how it is. <laughs> Papa will treasure your bat, the one you practice with and hit the winning homer with. Now I curse the hateful youngsters holding that bat. <laughs> Bastards! Why did my beloved Jimmy have to be killed by such imbeciles? Yeah, why couldn't someone smart kill Jimmy? Why couldn't Why couldn't Jimmy just die of a heart attack from too much baseball? Uh, Mm-mm. Papa will revenge your death. I'll kill all lurking around. I'll do it for you, Jimmy. And then we get newspaper clipping four. Is this real? Human flesh cooked in the kitchen inside Chateau Banvello. <laughs> Fucking funny. State troopers. <laughs> Is this real? State troopers find traces of... <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's unbelievable. Real? This this chateau uses human flesh in its meals. Uh, butchers hate him. <laughs> this this man uh circ- this man gets around the butcher shop with one weird trick. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, state troopers find traces of human flesh in the kitchen. Did the missing Mr. Banbell commit this atrocity? Ah, not a question, just a just a <laughs> yeah, period. Period. Uh, uh, the hostel used to be an oasis for young people, but is now called the quote bizarre hotel unquote by scared locale. What? <laughs> that real, that one really falls apart. Definitely meant to be locals. Uh, Very frayed at the edges. Of that I one. like the. I'm Im- also. <laughs> I'm also really unsure in the timeline when he started yeah. feeding like children. I want. At his, yeah. I can't help but wonder if like this was after the hotel burned down. He just tried running it for a little while. Yeah, it's the aggrieved serial killer to uh, cannibal uh, pipeline. Uh, yeah, pipeline. Yeah, the um. So uh, there's a few items that you can use to affect uh the like consumable items that you can mm-hmm. use in the game. Um, so, you'll just find bottles of nitroglycerin around the place, uh, which, I guess is heart medicine, so, yeah, you can take it and it'll lower your heart rate. Um, you can find the normal bandages with staunch bleeding. Um, the, the funniest one, though, is, uh, of course, the one that you can use to increase your heart rate, uh, the porno mag. Yeah. Uh, what is it called? The E-roll uh, mag, I think. E-roll, Yeah. And um, the reason that that exists is because when you're bleeding, your heart rate slowly lowers, and if it gets too low, you die. Yeah. Um, and so if it, it can be used to mitigate that. Um, which, I mean, I guess anything that can keep you playing longer badly is sort of good for the game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, so... Let's see. All that's we also all... get. There's also oh. deep breath. Oh right, deep breath, uh, which is used to lower your heart rate, and it's a, a uh, uh, the picture for it is like a zombie man just sucking in a lot of air, mm-hmm. like Kirby. Uh, yeah. And for some reason, you need an item for Erico to take a deep breath. You know, it's it it's, it's mindfulness. You know, it's normal. You, you got to practice mindfulness. 
Your mindfulness tapes. Isn't there like a relaxation CD as oh, well? Oh yeah, there is a relaxation there is, CD. There is, there is a relaxation CD. Yes, there is some yeah. Erase music. It's, it's so funny. So also, the this... Arole magazine also just has a big picture of cleavage on the front. Uh, so all this stuff in the diary entries, what it all builds up to, as mentioned, that and the trophy and all that, is it? It it, it leads up to a. a Puzzle. Mm-hmm. You know, you're mm-hmm. a, a Resident Evil style thing of put the things in the place where you put um, Jimmy's memorabilia up in his uh, trophy case, his bath, mm-hmm. and hang his plaque on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to real quick go over the last diary entry Ban Bellow Diary 4, X month, X day. Give me back my Jimmy! Give me back Give my- him back his Jimmy! <laughs> Give me back my Jimmy! Give me back my Jimmy! Bastards! Give me back my Jimmy! 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 Bastards! My Jimmy! Dot 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 exclamation point. I want to touch on the location in which this... It's real, And also, that's a really harrowing... It's like the itchy tasty of this yeah. uh, of this yeah. game. It's a really yeah. harrowing document. I'm, I'm very scared. Uh, so, you find it in uh, Jimmy's Underground Baseball Arena, um, where... Uh, so, there's... Where there's some writing on the wall in blood uh, that I love. Um, because... So, let me read some of the some of the, the words written on the wall. My boy Jimmy. Only Jimmy Stadium. No, sorry. Only Jimmy Studium. Star of Giants. Jimmy Love. I... As in most, as in most translated games of this era, there is a clear, there is a three-tier system for translation. Yeah. There is the cutscene dialogue, which has obviously been translated by a professional localization team. There is uh, you know, text, you know, lore documents, text documents, which have been translated probably by a localization team in the home country, um, in the in the country of origin, who are perhaps not the best English speakers. Speakers. And then there is the environmental text, which is <laughs> the texture team. Yeah, yeah, the texture team just saying English words that they know. Yeah, yeah. So we get a uh, victory, Jimmy boy, Jimmy baseball hero, and who can forget um the one that's very hard to read, heavy condoler. <laughs> what is heavy condoler? My it's it's my condolences. Yeah, for Jimmy. Oh, yeah. The only they, word they, I could think of that they were going for was condolences. Yeah, heavy condoler. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. yeah. Uh, but fetching these items brings us to uh, well, there's a maze, isn't there? Well, first, well, first, Eriko has to hit the baseball. Yeah, right. Uh, so she steps onto the plate. At, at only Jimmy Stadium, and he says, "Okay, here comes the ball." Uh, oh well, I mean, doesn't actually say that. Uh, it's 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 a uh, Bambala voice. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess at this... So it's... Oh, me do Okay, I don't want to do yeah. it. <laughs> okay, here comes the ball. Like, I wonder... It's, like... There's this whole thing where, like, Mr. Banbell can barely speak. I think they, like, put a filter over it. Over, like, already, like, slurred speech. Uh, just... I mean, there's only really one thing he really says. Yeah. Uh... He says Jimmy. Yeah, he says Jimmy. Uh... So, uh, after Erico hits her home run, she meets, uh, the man we've heard so much about, the man of the hour himself, Mr. Banballow. Gail Banballow. Uh, <laughs> Gail Banballow. And Gail Banballow is kind of a, uh, uh, a mutated man. Uh, the first thing you probably notice about him is that he's got a giant baseball growing out of the side of his head. Yes. Um, it's, 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 I mean, it's a tumor, but it looks like a baseball. Uh, his entrails are kind of hanging out. He's got, like, one arm where you can see, like, the bone. Um, and also, his other arm is a pitching machine. I think Gail Banvalo is perhaps the most resonant, evil-looking character in the whole game. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's also... Uh, his, anything that's scary about him is immediately undercount because he shambles up to you and says, Oh, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy, baby, yeah, he has sort of, I don't know, it's a voice you hear on SNL or something, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it is. Meant to be someone who's been mutated and lost their humanity, but it just uh, comes off as a stupid voice. Yeah, yeah, it's just a pretty dumb voice. Um, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Um, so yeah, he uh, the it's also a flamethrower. His arm, yeah, is. his arm is a flamethrower. Uh, yeah, the one he used to make barbecue. Uh, yes. So I do you think that Bambello's cannibalism predated Jimmy's success in baseball? I'm wondering because it does I mean if if, if he killed those teens and immediately disappeared mm-hmm. then he had to have been running the restaurant in time to be serving human flesh. So right. on the so he and he would have had to be running the restaurant, he would have had to be sane and not disappeared. So I I mean, I don't know, maybe he was abusing like abusively training his son, and in the meantime, uh-huh. maybe that's what's in the special drink. Maybe there's people in it. It's protein. That's my. I think that's actually the way it's presented doesn't lead you to that conclusion. But I think that that might actually be it. That he was always a cannibal, mm-hmm. um, and secondarily an abusive father. Yes. Um, and so yeah. So he. Was, do you think he had the flamethrower arm when he was training Jimmy? Great question. I mm-hmm. I think he definitely had it on him at all times. Maybe maybe he had the, had it just strapped there with a with a belt or something. Uh, let's see. So I think around this point, uh, we get the little we get the maze. Uh, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's one of the worst what, things I've ever seen. I don't even know what we can say about the maze. You know. It's entirely just corridors with the same 
exact wall texture tiled over and over again. It's just a con a bunch of concrete corridors. It's really impossible. It's the it's a Windows screensaver. Yeah, uh, and every so often, Mister Banbell like teleports in front of you, and you have to r- run around him. Mm-hmm. He's invincible at this point in the level. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Eventually, it feels like Mister X or Nemesis might kind of be the inspiration for mm-hmm. Banbello in the scene, that he's the big sort of mutated monster you can't you have to run away with, you can't fight. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's it's not as good as that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is around when you, uh, but around the maze is where you find Kevin. Um, uh, you're kind of actually it like it becomes apparent that you're kind of in a back, uh, like a a a back room. Available proper. Uh. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like he's like, is he like pinned down or something? He's like. He's like hurt somehow. He can't move. Yeah, it's the it's one fight with Bambell that you can win. He, uh, you get him to kind of mistral him, reverse mistral himself. He to set himself on fire. Yeah. Um, and he can't stand up to that. Yeah. So he just runs away. Yeah. Uh, like he, he he like accidentally lights the gas and gets lit on fire. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin gets rescued. He says. All right, I'm gonna help you now, Erico. See ya. And then it shows like this <laughs> screen that says "Kevin rescued." Uh, and Kevin is nowhere to be found. He teleported away. Uh, and then like Erico like follows after Banbello. Also around this point, Erico gets like the ultimate healing item in the game, the Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. And she finds herself in like what appears to be like this big rip this big lake full of like wooden debris. Yeah. Well, first we should mention that to get into that lake of debris, she goes up back into the, the chateau mm-hmm. Banballo. Oh right. And uh is accosted by giant Banballo. Right, yeah. giant Banballo. That's what I meant. Banballo has become huge. Yeah. Uh, You've been seeing these big hands throughout the level as traps, uh, and now it becomes apparent that these are Banballo hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His flamethrower arm is no more. He's just a giant man now. Uh, and no, we mean like a giant. Like this is a, a, a approximately like Attack on Titan's size. Yeah, he's very giant. very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like at this point, like. Banballo has infinite HP and cannot be stopped. Uh, uh, so, uh... Seems like the prospect of calming him down is fairly difficult at this yeah, point. Yeah, I don't know if we can do that. We we already expended all our memories of Jimmy. Uh, mm-hmm. but you can dodge so him. Use some frustrating platforming. <laughs> yeah, there's some real bad yes. platforming. There's, like, two routes you can go, and if you go one way, which is to the exit, it's locked off and you're fucked. But if you go the other way, uh, it leads to the control room. Uh, and at the control room, control operator is where the game, the game gets really like properly weird for the first yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, the control operator Jackson is controlling the Banballo statue, and he's like, "Boy, is he controlling him!" 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's working those levers. Yeah, he's like talking with like an unnamed, I assume an unnamed coworker uh, on like a phone or something. And he's saying that like mm-hmm. he's going to have fish after this. There's enough rotten meat lying around here to feed an army of rats. Uh, Erico naturally begs him for help. And, like, she can't beat the beast by herself. And he says, yeah, is fuck you, lady. Isn't that cool? <laughs> Isn't it cool? Isn't that giant robot super fucking cool? We spent five million dollars making this animatronic that can kill people. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh... And, like, he shows off, like, messing with the controls, making it move around. Uh, and I get, I think he assumes she's just gonna go out there and get killed. But, Eriko's a bit smarter than that. She has a better answer. A bit more, a bit smarter and a bit, um, more, uh, maniacal. Yeah. She, uh, beats Jackson to death with a baseball bat, but. She, she, she kills a human. Well, Well, I mean, her, I don't think I would. Knowledge. Yeah. Her knowledge. Yeah, she, she attempts to kill a human, but instead is, uh, when she hits him on the back of the head, he starts twitching and convulsing, and then his head explodes off his body, like, and, and, and with blood and everything, and left over is a spring. Yeah. So. Was there a robot controlling the larger robot? I guess they have yes. animatronic employees. Or they but or, also have, like... Or there's some actual employee backstage controlling both oh, the yeah. giant and the fake controller, who is just part of the show, except the that would make no sense compared to the story of the... Yeah. Because the story of the, this theater isn't about a giant robot. Hey, maybe maybe Michael Reynolds is just that kind of subversive creator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so uh Erico finds like Jackson's ID uh and Erico escapes. Uh jumping across her logs to the uh to the exit to the goal. Yeah. And that takes us to the result screen. Uh, basically... The clear screen is very funny. It's like these laurels and these big, blocky, golden letters that totally, like, totally, totally out of place mm-hmm. with any of the rest of the game. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, the results screen just judges you based on, like, uh, how, how little did you fuck this up? Uh, there's, like, a time goal, uh, like, maximum, or optimal stats... Uh, there's, uh, it's clear time, traps disarmed, pulse rate, which I guess is average, I don't know if that's average pulse rate or what you finish with, hit points, uh, adrenaline, and bleeding. And, and I, 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 I think it's what you finish with, mm-hmm. which is why you want to save the super healing item for the end. Yeah, to get the maximum reward. Uh, so, let's see. That... That about ends the stage. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, do we want to talk about the shops, or do we want to move on to questions? Let's move on to questions. All right. Let's move on to questions. I, we, I think we mentioned the shop briefly. Yeah. Okay. There's not really a lot to save there from a podcast perspective. Right, right. There's shops Except in a video there's game. a giant creepy doll working the counter. Yeah, there is a big creepy doll 
running the county. A Mary doll, as we will yeah. later learn. She's important. Uh, so, let me... She's on the cover of the game. Yeah, she's on the cover. Uh, so, let me open up the questions. Okay, if you want to send in a question, uh, message at IllBleedPodcast on Twitter in response to, like, one of our ask posts. We, uh, set one up. Uh, we'll set one up, like, like the, we'll try to, like, go for, like, the night before the recording. Uh, mm-hmm. so, our, we have three questions, uh, and, actually, hang on, okay, yeah, three questions. Our first question comes from Jasmine March, at Pidmon, who asks, Is the sequel going to star Jimmy, wanting revenge for the death of his father? Uh, um... A Jimmy who it well, turns Jimmy's out survived, survived yeah. the fire. I'm thinking Ghost Jimmy, Demon Jimmy. Kind of a, a sleepaway camp situation. Yeah, Ghost Jimmy would be Less cool. Less transphobic, though, hopefully. Ghost Jimmy um, would be cool. I'm not sure we get a proper, like... I guess we get... I don't know. I guess the um, Wood Puppet story is the closest thing we get to proper ghost story in Ill Bleed. Mm-hmm. The whole ghost, the whole ghost genre isn't super explored. So yeah, that could be fun. I mean, well, Killer Man. Yeah, there is Killer Man, but we'll get to that. In is Killer Man, a, what? What? You know? Well, what, 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 we'll see. No, we'll, we'll see. What we don't want to give away. We don't want to yeah. spoil it. It's really important. Well, yes. We don't spoil it. The secret of what Killer Man is. Yeah. Is, is it's very important. Uh, um, Shadows. But yeah. yeah, I. Yeah, maybe like a a little, a little Jimmy. I don't know. I hope that little Jimmy, if he survived, is out there living his best mm-hmm. life. Um. Uh, let's see. Shadow Sandbag at Rags18 asks, If you had to make a full movie based on Fall Down Bear, what would it be like? Uh. Oh, God. I'm imagining That's a-, a jackass style film where it's just different situations in which Fall Down Bear can fall down. I. Like that's really cruel of you to ask. That's like asking. That's like the 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 Angry Birds movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like like make an entire movie out of, out of this thing that has no purpose. I, I fall think Paul, I think respectfully think Paul Bell. Fall down there has a little more range than the Angry Birds. Well, yes, mm-hmm. but maybe he's tired of falling down and he yes. seeks bigger and better things. We do see more fall down there later. Yeah, that's true. You get a second act to the fall down there story, right? Uh, I'm a mad. Yeah, fall down bear just you could really do whatever you want. The fall down bear cinematic universe, maybe you could just probably play fall down bear on loop for 120 minutes, and and I'd be satisfied. Yeah, a lot of people would enjoy that. Uh, Worm Ghoul at Worm Ghoul asks, Do you think the 50 foot band ballo is merely a liberty made for the ride? Or does he actually become giant at some point in the home run of death series? Hmm. That's a good question. I is there? I don't. Is there? Is there a ride? I I don't know how Elbleed works. I don't know, but I maybe he gets man, big but in the man, sequel. What, what I would do to go to a, a fucking horror theme park, a horror movie theme park, that would be so fucking yeah. cool. Um, I mean, maybe. 
that respectfully, that's a haunted house. Yeah. I'm no, but like an actual proper horror movie. Like a, like a full theme park. A horror movie based yeah. yeah. Based on like actual horror movies. Mm-hmm. I gotta have the brand. Um, <laughs> I wonder I wonder if I've never been to Universal Studios. I wonder if they have a horror wing. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The um but yeah, uh giant band ballow. Uh um, I mean, I assume his purpose is to just kill people. That seems to be what he's good at. Yeah. Yes, Illbleed, the theme park, is a legally owned and operated theme park. Murder. That, a murder, murder camp, essentially, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Action Park in that way. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Yes, that's maybe the, maybe it's in Jersey. That would explain a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About Illbleed. Uh, I, I think he gets big and, like, the second movie, and they threw it in. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they had to, like, put it in the first one, in the ride, because, like, it's such an iconic scene, even if it's not in the original. It, yeah, maybe it's like a Frankenstein saves the world situation, where he just gets really, really big, <laughs> for some reason. Mm. Uh, or maybe, like, Me- Mega Bambalo is actually, like, Mecha Bambalo, and the, like, smaller Bambalo gets into him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, like, Spider-Man and his, uh, and his, and Leopardon. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I think that wraps it up. Uh, next week we talk about the second level, the second ride, the second attraction, the second film. Uh, let's. Uh, I believe it's called Revenge of the Queen Worm. It is called Revenge of the Queen Worm. Mm. Uh, so until next time, let's uh do some plugs. Uh. I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. And you can find those places at linktr.ee slash big underscore challenges. Yeah, you can't you can't swing a dead cat without hitting the Dan around these mm-hmm. parts. Uh you can find my Twitter at Bigger Challenge. You can find my other podcasts, Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, uh The Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast. Vid- Video Games the Movie the Podcast, a video game movie podcast. Uh, actually, worth noting, uh, we recently uploaded an episode on World Combat 1995. October, we're talking about Resident Evil 1 with uh, Resident Evil expert Morgan Kerskoat. Uh, oh boy. And uh, S- Stranger's Fiction, an actual play podcast. You can also visit at Xbox underscore holiday, uh, where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. We love him. Uh, uh, Giga, where can we find you? Hi, I'm Giga. You can find me on Twitter at Gigalithic, or in your backyard right now, looking in the window. Um, you can find the art I did in a video game called Paradise Killer. Um, it's good. You can find my voice, which sounds like this, in another podcast called Zero to Zero, where we talk about, I guess, the DCEU right now. That's kind of what we've become about. We were originally about Who Wants to Be a Superhero, the terrible TV show, and now uh, we're about Suicide Squad, the Uh, terrible movie. Did you just call Who Wants to Be a Superhero, Stan Lee's Who Wants to Be a Superhero, a terrible TV show? It's one of the worst ter- TV shows I've ever seen. Uh, it is one um, of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Okay, well, listen to Zero to Zero. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, John, where can we find you? 
You can find me at, at Glam Francis. Uh, I don't, um, this is my first podcast in a long, long time. Uh, and, uh, I am an actor, so I've not had a lot to do in the last year and a half, so I don't have much online right now, but, uh, hopefully it'll be changing, changing soon. I've got some projects in place. Mm-hmm. Huh. At Glam Francis. Yeah. Right. yeah. And you can find us at, uh, your podcatcher of choice. Uh, rate review on iTunes, all that, all that stuff. Uh, and you can find us on Twitter at Illbleed Podcast. Uh, so until next time, uh, say your prayers. Uh, uh, um, uh, woof, woof. (laughs) Jimmy, my beloved Jimmy. Heavy can dollar. Good night. Alright, good night everyone. Just come and go to the